getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus and I'm joined tonight by Johnny from the North Bank, Manny and Scunthorpe Mike. A lot of stuff to discuss tonight. We have just watched the FK Carrier Bag game. We uh, will reflect on the Watford game and briefly touch on the League Cup. Look ahead to Fulham and the Gunda debate. Enjoy the show, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're just having a little bit of a chat beforehand. It's Fergus from Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm joined by Manny, who you will be able to understand and hear because he's got a proper microphone this time. Uh, Johnny from the North Bank and Scunny Mike. We've just all watched, well, most of us have watched the FK Carabag game. Um, versus Arsenal, and Arsenal have just won 3-0, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I've been away in Venice, if anybody hadn't noticed, by my video clips from Lake Garda and from a hotel in Venice. Um, uh, we'll go back and look at the Watford game, we'll look at a Fulham game coming up on Sunday, and we'll also got things like, um, got a bit of a Gooner debate, and who we got in the Carabao Cup going forward. So, Manny, let's, let's, let's hear what this new audio is like then. Oh, for God's sake, you have to come to me and I've still got a mouthful of food, bro. You've always got a mouthful of food or a, a microphone full of beard hair. Uh, you carry on eating, we'll get your audio in a minute. Yeah, Johnny, cheers. Johnny from the North Bank, how are we doing? Yeah, Johnny's good. Johnny's good. Johnny, you didn't get to see the game. You you were being a very good boy, weren't you? I was being a good boy, yeah. I do uh, volunteering with my daughter's scout group. So okay. I was, I was helping out with the scouts this evening. With the earpiece in, just having to listen to the game? Yeah, I'd, I might have stepped outside when the uh, thing went off on, on my uh, Apple Watch um, <laughs> and uh, listened to a little bit of it. But once I dropped her off, I managed to catch the last half an hour on the ride home. That's good. Scotty, how are we doing? All good, all good. Yeah? What did you make of the game then? Uh, from what I, bits and bobs I saw, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed what stuff I saw. Um, I we were saying about the defence before we come on, it is a bit dodgy at times, but we'll carry on later. I wonder, like, Johnny obviously was doing stuff, and you said from the bits you saw, um, I would went over the pub and I watched the first half and it was just nobody really gave a shit and was really caring that much you know no I think I think it showed when they played three at the back rather than his usual four which is he seems to have started he has started with uh, I think he showed he was probably going to go out more attacking but I don't think it, it, it sort of worked it went more five at the back I, I, I could see a solid five after we went one nil up I saw a solid five because and I kept on looking going are we playing four at the back and then I went who's at the far side it was Klasniak to be honest when I saw Klasniak on the pitch I thought I think that's another reason why they played the five as well just to bring him back and get him some game time and and hey, he, he created the opening goal didn't he he did yeah so some of the bits that uh, Andy Fink asked, and we, we were hoping to try and get this podi- pod- podi- podcast done um, before the game, but he, he did ask a question, which I thought I'd keep in. He said uh, that the focus switches to Carabag on Thursday night, which we've just watched. And although it's important for us to get wins in all competitions, is there, is there a need to rotate and keep them fresh uh, for the league games? Um, who would you have rested? Who would you have not taken out? What, what do you think... Uh, any one of you can come back um, on this. What did you think of the lineup we had? I think with the bench having Ozil on the bench, Lacazette, um, Johnny, you you come back to us. Uh, I, I was really glad to see uh, a bit of rotation there. I was disappointed to see that Monreal played. 
Well, he's got to play. He's got to play something like fifty or sixty games at this rate, unless we get cover for that area. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was more to prove a point to Mustafi to make him sit on the bench to say, "I'd rather run this guy. I'll bet one of our best players into the ground than play you." <laughs> After that performance in the last game. Well, to be honest, he does need dropping. When we do, we we do know that. Go on, Mike. You've got to say something. Yeah, yeah. What I was going to say was, I think it's hard for him as well uh, to not play Monreal. Uh, all right, yeah, they played a back five and Kolasniak come back, uh, but I think I think that's why he played a back five rather than the back four, just to give to give him Kolasniak a run out. A, yeah, give give Kolasniak a run out, but keep that form, and keep a solid defense. Tacti- tactically, it did make sense, but oh yeah, tactically, yeah. But yeah, do you think? It, do you think? If you look at all the games, we can look at the Watford game, we can look at uh, the Brentford game, we can look at all the games that we've played recently. The first half, we've gone out and we've been far, far more defensive. And in the first half of this game, as we said, we went three to five at the back. Um, and it looked like we were out there just to make sure that we were still in the game at half time. And then we normally push on. Although this, this evening, I don't think we... Well, yeah, we scored two goals in the second half, but... It wasn't the most exciting exciting game I've heard of, but well, I, I, from the sound of it, it just sounded like we was in first gear. We yeah. wasn't. We, yeah. It was. It's kind of like the Arsenal of old. that if we don't really need to come out of first gear, we won't. And then if we, it's like a cat who's managed to catch a mouse that's still alive. It's trying to play with it. It's just play with it until it's like oh, I'm fucking bored now. I'm going to kill it now. Yeah, unfortunately, the ones in my house don't normally kill them. They just leave them there, and then I can't stand rodents of any sort, and I step on one, and it's still, like, got eek, eek. The thing is, Carabao, uh, Car- we, we shouldn't really underestimate. They're, they've had 100 games in European competitions. Arsenal, we've had 295 games, obviously at different levels. Um, Manny, you haven't spoken to us yet. Carabao suck. They, they, they are an awful team, and we made them look... Um somewhat decent but is that not what people are saying like we're now eight games unbeaten we've got three clean sheets are people now saying you know look at who we played out huddle oh fuck glenn huddle so like (laughs) seriously fuck him like him and then tony gale and half of these pundits are, are idiots um, you can Hoddle only. He is a massive knob. Sorry he's a knob. Him, mate. He, he is a he's a proper knob. But he, here's the thing, right? You can only beat what's in front of you. Okay, so the the, the fact that we've had this run of games, um, it doesn't mean that you know you automatically going to win them. You still got to go out and beat these teams, and that's exactly what we're doing. You know, if City were were had this run of games and they were wiping the floor with all these guys, nobody would bat an eyelid. So it's just because it's Arsenal. So fuck Glenn Hoddle, like fuck his opinion. Who cares what he's got to say? He was a crap coach. So who cares what he's got to say? He's a pundit. Yeah, he's not even doing his proper job. So what what did him. what did crap me up on it was um. Uh, Martin Keown had said, you know, he was pleased with um, the way that Emery was settling in. Um, it comes to, we'll have a question later actually uh, from Ross on this, but um, the way Emery was settling in, what, could, and he said he was generally pleased. He said, but defensively, we're not quite there yet. And then Hoddle comes along and says, I disagree. And I said, okay, then why do you disagree? He said, because defensively, they're not really there yet. You didn't fucking listen, did you? So we played in a uh, red kit with red shorts. Why? I don't like it, man. It looks weird. I liked it. It looks weird, man. 
No more I've got to say, I quite liked it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it looks strange to me. Fucking fashion police. Not yeah. used to it, but yeah, I actually quite liked it. Yeah, it's just we've it's the second time we've ever played in red and red. Uh, the last time, a couple of years ago in Europe, um, we played, and the the reason that they used was there had to be a clear demarcation between um, the two clubs. But FK Carabag were playing in uh, old navy blue. We had white socks. If we had white shorts, it, it wouldn't matter. I just don't understand. Just stick to the normal. It's the same as these fucking green shirts and everything else. So a four Is minutes in, way for rules that just seem to pop up from nowhere. No, uh, yeah, but it is it is the clear definition? But there would be clear if we played with white shorts and white socks. They had dark shorts, dark socks, so it it wouldn't have made a, any difference whatsoever. We would have still been within the regulations of clear clear definition between them. So that's why going back many years ago, Herbert Chapman put stripes on our socks. So when everyone was going in for the ball, you you knew which one was an Arsenal leg and which one was a another leg. So the you, Different socks just made it, you know, uh, you could understand who was playing. So Spartan uh, got uh, got the the opening goal uh, with an assist from Nacho. Um, not a bad header. Not a bad header. Uh, it were a poacher's goal, that. <laughs> did he know anything about it? I, no, I think did he just, balls? <laughs> I think he just hit his midriff. He, he, he was on, the, he was no on what they call the half turn, wasn't he? And I think he just sort of hit his shin or knee. And he was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Because he said he come, he said he come off. You know, he's touching his face. So I don't know if it come off uh, Monreal's face or what. But I don't know what was going on. No, they were touching. They were touching uh, Spartan's head. Uh, it's easier to call him Spartan, isn't it? Um, yeah. There was. It was. They were touching his head. Socrates is so really hard. Yeah. Well, well no. Well, <laughs> he likes to be called Papa. Papa. Okay. Papa. Hmm. Sounds a bit funny, but yeah. Um, but. Yeah, they were touching his head because that seems to be the thing that they're doing all recently. Every time somebody gets a header, they're all banging on the head. Do you remember Lacazette with his little bit of wind-up he'd done to... I can't remember who it was. Uh, they got a header and he came along and stood right back and smacked... Was it Ramsey on the head? Mustafi. Mustafi. That was it, Mustafi. Yeah, yeah, on the head. So, yeah, that... Mustafi got a, a, an absolute heavy lick. I was listening to the uh, Arsecast and they were saying that they brought it, all the rest of the team came together and was like, right, we fucking hate Mustafi. What can we do to punish him? I know, when he scores, we're going to really slap him three times hard in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it actually made me laugh out loud as I was riding down the road. It was so funny. Um, second half, we switched to a back four. Um, Taria came on for Nacho. Um, and that goes on to what you were saying earlier about Nacho. Is he injured, or do you think he's just been rested, Johnny, for uh, the Fulham game, with the Fulham game in mind, and the amount of game time he's going to be getting? I, I think it's a rest. I mean, we, we weren't exactly struggling. Well, we did have a few hairy moments, from what I heard, towards the end of the game, when Leno was called upon, but I think it was more to shake things up a bit. You notice that Embry's not afraid to... You know, take people off at half time, change tactics halfway through. He, he, nobody knows what he's going to do. I was just about to say, we don't know what he's going to do. You know, everything is quite refreshing just to watch it. I, I don't know how successful we will be at it, but at least we're trying something different rather than just the same old shit 68 minutes, you know. Well, I was listening to the uh, the, the uh, audio coverage from Arsenal.com. Uh, 
and Nigel Winterburn made a really good point is that last year everybody was saying that Wenger doesn't come out from his box he doesn't stand up he doesn't change things you know he does he's not very vocal on the touchline now we've got a manager standing there doing all of those things he's coming way out of the technical area he's and there's still te- people kicking fucking moaning yeah it's still he's uh kicking every ball as we play the game he's 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 moving players around as we're playing it's it's brilliant everything everybody's been asking for nobody's no uh, there's still people bloody moaning that's that's what i mean the people are moaning still what is it i can't remember it was on uh, match of the day uh the weekend uh did like a was it, or was it Match of the Day or the debate? I can't remember which one it was, but they did like a heat map. Yeah, Match of the Day. Keown yeah. did a heat map. That was hilarious. That was a Keown, yeah, he did a heat yeah, but it wasn't, map. It, it wasn't even a heat map of it. It was just like a bit of red marking on, on the side of the pitch. Oh, I, yeah, I, I watched yeah, it on yeah. the internet from my hotel room. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, for instance, they did like a heat map sort of style thing and the areas that I covered in that technical area, it shouldn't have even been there. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. I agree. again, it's nice to see someone with a bit of passion. Uh, we came, got a bit lucky with an offside. Um, it was offside, but they, 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 they seemed to be trying the old full Monty. That as soon as they, they, they're not putting anybody on the back post, it was a set piece, a corner, uh, not putting anybody on the back piece, 48 minutes in. Um, the ball comes in. Uh, we don't look like we're going to get it, so we all push out. We left the man there. He scored a goal. Um, but thankfully, uh, it was ruled offside. But you can see those in European nights as well. Given there was no VAR tonight or anything like that, I don't believe anyway. Um, not long after that, Emil Smith Rowe got his debut goal for the Arsenal. So uh, we had an Awobi assist. So Hail End Academy. I tell you what, Per Metasacker has got to be shown every kid in that academy that. He's uh, under Youngberg, isn't he? Yeah. Smith Rowe. Yeah, he he does. The way he's coming off of the uh, the flanks and coming inside is is very reminiscent of an informed Jumberg. He's uh, he's got a lot of praise for this game. He good played really about, really well. Yeah, I was going to say the good thing about him is he can use both feet as well, which is awesome talent to have. Would you say taking him off for um, Ozil was was a good move? Would you would you? I would have probably played him longer. I Boy, think it be- was a marketing thing. I think because uh, we're in that uh, region, uh, having our biggest marketing tool in Ozil, we're playing him enough. I think that was more to get him on, to get him some face time, to be honest. You know, it's very uh, cynical of me. No, f- well, fuck that. They should have they taken off El Nini then, man. He would go Gwendouzi. I thought both of them were trash. Um, to be fair, I would have um, given 90 minutes to, to Smith Rowe because he was doing all right. Um, they're yeah, that that's mother on it, like, yeah. I did say last week, uh, Gwendozi not criticizing. No, I got you. Oh, he's young. Go. He's young. He's young. He's young. Because he is. By you. Because he is. Hold on. He he is young. But if he's if he has a bad game, I'm gonna say so. I thought he was trash today. I I didn't like the midfield pivot of of him and El Nini. Like I I just thought, I just thought that them two just there wasn't like somebody to keep possession i thought they were getting you know out muscled rather easily um yeah they were they were both terrible so honestly i would have kept smith Rowe on like you know if you're going to bring on ozil and take one of of el nenny or or Gwendouzi off you know unless give the thinking, guy nine minutes unless they're thinking smith Rowe might be needed on sunday because ramsey's not in the game at the minute we'll get to ramsey later on mm-hmm 
Uh, Gwenduzi, um he scored a goal, though. As much as you give him some criticism, he did get a goal. Lacazette came on, gave him an assist. So, you know, all first-time goal scorers uh, for the Arsenal. Not, not, a, not a bad result for a, a, a difficult game, but not, you know... We we made it harder than it, than it needed to be, to be fair. Um, I wouldn't say it was a. It, we had a, we had some suspect moments, man. You know, we had some moments. Where I was like, Jesus, this defense. When is it gonna get better? To be fair, um, but we we made it we made it a lot harder for ourselves in, in some in some instances. But three um, 0 you take the win and you move on. To be fair, um, I won't complain too much. But um, yeah, it was some suspect performances tonight I'll say so and that's 16 uh, group stage games that Arsenal have won in European competitions uh, we've won 12 drawn 3 and we've only lost 1 and that's the one that um, Jonah Hurl met me at at Cologne last November last year um, Carabag as well um, they have never beaten an Arsenal to, uh, an English team never mind an Arsenal team and they're now uh, an aggregate score of 17-1 we move on to the Watford game. Unless you've got a, a key player or a man of the match that you would say for the carrier bag. I'll, I'll, uh, Leno, for me. Anybody else? Anything different? From what I heard, yeah. Leno um, had a, a good few saves. Some game-saving saves. Pretty much like the weekend when he came He was in the well. final minutes. He made a quality save. Mm. Made two in the first half to keep us in the game as well. Yeah. As you lot are uh, yapping on, I'm watching a little bit of the highlights on mine. <laughs> concentrate, my friend. Concentrate. So, I will need your help on here. All I have seen is a brief bit on my phone late at night uh, in a hotel room in, in Venice um, of the Watford game. So, Watford, we played them on Sunday. It ended up being a 2 0 result, um, which I might add. I got um, three points in Prediction League. Uh, the Hornets have also won two of the past four visits uh, to the Emirates in all competitions. Um, they have only drawn... Uh, they've only had one draw, and there's only been one draw... Uh, there's only been one draw in the last 22 top-flight fixtures uh, between the sides. It was a 1-1 at Highbury uh, 34 years ago. So, you know, Watford have started well they're up there and thereabouts in the top six or seven so going ahead of this game i know i predicted two nil I, I think people would have thought it's a difficult game johnny you go and get, give us a rundown you were there well i just want to start by saying i really enjoyed abusing Deanie and singing <laughs> the songs that we can't repeat on daytime tv it was really really good was he a stefan a what? A Stefan Kuntz. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, well, we first started uh, calling him a fat bastard. And That's then he okay. showed everybody his six-pack. And was like, well, we can't really call him a fat bastard anymore. So we just called him uh, Stefan Kuntz instead. Yeah, we just stick to Stefan. That works. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I thought Watford gave us a good game. Honestly, I, I, I thought they gave us a, 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 a bit of a going. And if it wasn't for some really good saves by Leno, I think it could have been uh, a lot closer. But the first, from what I saw, and you can correct me, that the, the first half, I don't think I think thought the first half was quite e even, and it's in the second half. Obviously, 
Czech went off injured and we got Leno on. Mm. Um, and it was then where both teams seemed to be pressing. Well, Watford in particular seemed to be pressing pretty high at us. Uh, and we were panicking a little bit. Uh, success? How we didn't have success, I don't know. How, how, well, before that, how did uh, Lacazette not put oh. that first? Oh, my God. How did he miss that? But you know the good thing about uh, Lacazette is that even when he does have these little misses now and again, he doesn't let it affect him, and he just plugs away, plugs away, plugs away, and that is brilliant. I was just about to say, um, didn't Czech make a couple of good save in the first half as well? I I think he did okay. I, I again, I've only seen match today highlights, and yeah, they didn't really they show did... a lot, did they? To be honest, no, they didn't. So yeah, I did show sure the heat I map. They only showed and... really the second half. They didn't really show much of the first. Well, to be honest, if you've looked at Matter Today uh, for us all this season, they only show the teams coming out and they say a few facts and bits and pieces, and then they go, somebody run around the pitch, one slight thing, and then they go second half, because that's how our games have been. Yeah, well, yeah, it, we we are playing boring first halves, but we're, we're second half was playing a lot better. Yeah, like Leno made a key save at 51 minutes. He made another key save. Uh, that was against um, your friend, uh, Troy Deeney, and they get another one at 76 minutes. Oh, and he headed partic- towards the bottom corner. That was an awesome save, that. Yeah, I d- it, and it was just so... It was just so, like, casual. He made it look casual, yeah, I must admit, yeah. but what a quality save that was. Oh, agreed, agreed. But what I mean, it, it like appeared very casual. Uh, uh, somebody who's not very casual very often. Manny, you haven't spoken for a while. Come on. He's still eating pizza. He's eating pizza still. All right. Manny's eating pizza. Don't worry, don't worry. He'll be back at some point once he's he finished his dominoes. he's waiting for the Ramsey chat. He's waiting for the Ramsey chat. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's boiling over. He's boiling over. So Arsenal have scored 10 Premier League goals in the second half of this season, the joint highest with Manchester City. Um, Leno uh, is the eighth German player to play for Arsenal in the Premier League. Only Manchester City, again, have more Germans playing for them in the in the competition, which is 10. It would appear that, um, you know, we're hot on the tails of Manchester City, who everyone's tipping for favourites of the title, favourite to win the league. Uh, am I... Am I talking through my arse again? <laughs> I think you're pushing it. Hey, listen, stats can... Stats, <laughs> It'd be amazing if we did, don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd absolutely love it, but I think you could be pushing it slightly. Yeah, I think I am. I think I am. <laughs> uh, Holding had a stunning game against Watford from, again, the highlights I saw. Uh, would who, Could anybody else say uh, who else they would have as... Say man off that match, Leno would be in there. You go, well, we'll be well back. There's, there's loads of players, but rather than me saying who's the man of the match, who's coming out and saying the man of the match? Go on, Johnny, you were there, mate. Oh, we're talking about the Botford match. Man of the match was 100%. It was holding without a shadow of a doubt. The only person that could come close would be a Wobi, who from- has uh, improved so much. Oh god, yeah, he is. Uh, he's like night and day. He is such a uh, improved player from last season. It seems like he's just seen the new manager coming in as literally a, a, a fresh start, and he is is grabbing the opportunity with both hands and all power to him. I, uh, you know, as a player coming through the academy, I could not be more proud. To be honest, it's like he, he feels like. He's one of our own. He is one of our own, and I think it's brilliant. 
Okay. What we'll do, um, we'll go for a quick break now, and we'll come back and we'll look at the Fulham game, and we'll look at some of the other bits and pieces. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Welcome back to part two of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's Fergus. Uh, I'm joined by Manny. This time his microphone is working. We've sorted out our technical difficulties in, in, in the background. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm going to cut you off here. You know what? For, <laughs> for weeks or months, right? Uh, I, I don't know how long it's been. This man here has been pestering me right to get a new microphone and i mean pestering because he just moans and complains oh your beard is scratching oh it's echoing oh you need to get new headphones and he was sending me links of all these headphones right so finally i gave in on tuesday after he had another go at me all the way in venice uh, he messaged me to have another go at me about my beard okay cool so i gave in and i got these that might be venice that might have been lake garda no, G- it was, oh, it Tuesday was, Venice. was Venice. Yeah, it was. It was in Venice because you were watching. You were watching the Watford game, right? And yet again, he's having a go at me about that. that. So, okay, cool. So I got these from Amazon. They came yesterday. You know, Amazon Prime, whatever. I got them. So I said, you know what? You can't complain about my beard anymore. You can't complain about the audio anymore. And for whatever reason, these decide to mess up halfway Pilot through the podcast. Pilot error. No, 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 Pilot no, no, no. error. After listening to you moan, bitch, and complain at me to get a new headset, these one decides to fail on me midway through the podcast. The other headphones but never failed on me. your audio is perfect. I don't care. The other ones didn't fail on me. Listen, mate, you want to you try edit this shit afterwards? No, that's your job. You decided you wanted to be the editor. Speaking of editing, at him while you were on holiday. What's that? <laughs> did you complain at him while you were on holiday? Yes, he did. Fucking right. Oh, my <laughs> yes, he God. Did. Enjoy yourself, man. You're on holiday. <laughs> exactly. I think like... this whole thing is going to get edited out now. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we're no, leaving this in. <laughs> we're leaving this in. Edit that <laughs> out. Right. Okay, listen. So, Sunday. Uh, 12 o'clock. I thought it was a 1 o'clock kickoff, but it's a 12 o'clock kickoff. Fucking TV again. Um, we're playing Fulham. So normally, you know, that's a nice afternoon kickoff, even an evening kickoff, and the guys get a bus, um, a, a river bus from the embankment, take over a few pubs down, uh, down Fulham. I was going to go on the river bus if it was one, and uh, I can't because the morning commitments at my volunteering thing. See, we're all being very good here about volunteering. Um, but no, twelve o'clock. That's a shit time to kick off a game of football, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, it is. Especially when they put something like Southampton Chelsea on Sky Sports at quarter past two. That's bullshit. Though. That's dead. That is so dead. Um, oh, TV companies, man, they don't care. Dude, they don't. They don't care, man. So that that as long as they get paid or whatever, you know, as long as the games get shown, they don't care what time it is. You know, it's a terrible time to have a game. You know, twelve o'clock well, on they, a Sunday. They, they've pushed the Liverpool Man City game. They could have done the Fulham, who are playing decent football at the minute. The Fulham versus Arsenal game. It's four o'clock on. It, not even the four o'clock. They could have done it for the one thirty, and then had mm. uh, the Man City. They, they're trying to get three games on. They're trying to do as many games as they can. And yeah, but that sucks. I mean, look at the, like who <laughs> who really wants to watch Southampton versus Chelsea? Like, like seriously. I know you got a bit of a London derby there, aren't you, Fulham Arsenal? Exactly, a it bit is of, a derby you know, game. Yeah, yeah it, it, there's a lot more on it. Like Southampton Chelsea, nice. What a fucking bore. Where are you going to watch it? At home, bro. We know that you don't need to answer. Just go file from last week. Other, uh, other, <laughs> other real football fans. Where are you going to watch it then, uh, Mike? 
me, uh, I can't remember. I think it, I, I don't know if it's on BT Sports. Actually, I'll probably watch it on there. You're not going down the rubber dub dub, as they say. Down this no, way? unfortunately, I'm not. Yeah. I'd love to, okay. but I can't. I'll be at home. Yeah, the, the problem is up here is that uh, you've got it'll be the Chelsea bloody Southampton game. Well, no, it won't because on this one's on at twelve before that. Yeah, that's it. And then everyone, it'll be all bloody Liverpool fans where I am. Mm, all okay. in the pubs at bloody okay. 12 o'clock. And I had, be, I had dealing with bin dippers. No chance. <laughs> so, so it looks like I'm, I'm the only one taking one for the for, to team and uh, and uh, gone to at least a pub. I haven't got a choice. I've got the, the old bin lids on Sunday. So okay. uh, we'll be, three of us will be sat down to watch it with our Arsenal shirts on. That's good. That's good. Listen, getting the kids into football—that's that's the main thing. That's the main thing. Um, so, who do you reckon that Sigerson, this young lad, Sigerson, is he? Sessegnon. Ses- oh, is it Sessegnon? Jesus okay. Christ! Oh, hey. you, you... retire right now. Sigerson's no. a completely different player. My goodness, retire right now, Fergus. Honestly, honestly, retire right. now. Where did you get Sigerson from? It begins with an S. You got to give him something. Thank you, Johnny Sigerson. It's not yeah. even close. Starts with an S and Listen, ends with an N. It, it, well, look, I'm going to call. Oh I'm going to call him Seamus for the rest of this part. You are terrible. So, so, so Seamus Ryan. Uh, well, I bet <laughs> exactly. we talk about. We could talk about a different player, uh, <laughs> Michelle's uh, theory. Is that oh yeah, we, we, we were linked for? to him, weren't we? Yeah, uh, he's been playing quite well. Uh, he set up a couple of goals uh, with some good skill and. I think he's definitely someone who's we're going to have to keep an eye on because we're not very powerful in the middle of the field. So I reckon uh, which, he might which, have a bit um, of a good game do you think against that, us. And which players do you think that travelled? Do you think can you see Ozil after travelling starting? Or yeah, Ozil. Ozil will play. Leno will play. Socrates will play. Holding will play. Bellerin will come back. Uh, Monreal will, uh, will play again. Yeah. Uh, I see Torreya, he, he travelled and only had half a game, but he'll, he'll come on. He'll, I think he'll start again, thankfully. Um, Zaka well, will it, come back in. Definitely. In fairness, they've gone, they've gone straight to the plane after the game. So they'll be on a plane yeah. at, what, what is it at? There's two hours ahead. So they're at 10, they're at nearly 11 o'clock at night. So they'll be on a plane by midnight, one o'clock. They'll probably be able to sleep because it'll be a decent plane, you would have thought. They could sleep all evening if they wanted and land in Luton at six in the morning with a five-and-hour fire flight. Well, we're sponsored by Emirates, so if they don't get a decent plane from Emirates, no, I'll but be you, very surprised. You, you understand what I mean. With, yeah. you, they, they get special planes all kitted out and stuff like that, so they'll have they'll have all the beds and everything else. There'll be no steerage. Mm. Well, there, there will be a steerage compartment for some fans at the back, I expect. Um, predictions? I think it's going to be 2-1 to Arsenal. Anybody? Ooh, I'm going to go one all. So you are going one all. Yeah, yeah, I'm going one all. I even talked about that to you as well, didn't I? Yeah, I just have this this sneaky feeling, you know, that, that I think the... Um, yeah, I'm just going one all. I think the Carabag, the Carabag game will have a somewhat of an effect. You know, even to the guys who didn't play, you know, they still travelled. You know, it's still a a long way to go. So, it, yeah, I think one all's fair. Mike, I'm there, Mike I'm in there Boston. With, with, Mike I'm in there Boston. with uh, Manny. I think it's going to be really tight, but, but I think we'll nick one at the end. I think we'll, just a little bit, just right near the end. So your prediction is? 2-1. All right, and we'll nick one just at the end. I think it'll be really tight, like Manny said. 
Okay. But they're not at the uh, end Mike of the in Boston has also said the same. He's gone for 2-1. Um, and I've gone for 1-0. I've gone from one, for 1-0. One so uh, the running totals as it stands uh, on the Prediction League is Fergus. That's myself. Uh, I'm on 11 points. One point for um, uh, uh, correct predictions. Three points for the exact result. I've only got one of those. Uh, Mike in Boston's got two exact predictions and he's on 12 um, Manny has had three exact predictions, and he's on fourteen. And Wee. the guests, um, the guests uh, have had one correct prediction, and that is the guy who I um, <laughs> took the piss off on the severe influence of uh, Moretti. Completely criticised that for no reason. <laughs> Um, you got you got three points on tonight. Uh, so uh, uh, on behalf of the guests, you brought them back up to a respectable nine. So everyone's still in the game. And it's it's gone along okay. Listen, we I do make very embarrassing little video clips. I stick up. Feel free to join in, post your um, your score, and try and uh, beat the guests or beat you know beat whoever's on there. So you keep a running total for yourself. I'd like to, but Jesus Christ, I've got enough at the minute. So. Um, so, uh, looking at other things, we were talking about, well, we've already touched on upcoming games. You've got Friday night football. You've got Brighton versus West Ham at 8 o'clock on a Friday night. Some people love it. Personally, I don't like Friday night football. I think, you know, Friday night is normally get home from work, a couple of beers, takeaway, spend some time with the missus. Saturday is dreadfully boring. You've got our game too early, and then you've got Liverpool, Man City. Uh, let me see. Is there anything else worth talking about? Hmm. What about Maureen and his continued destruction of Man United? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you mentioned this, bro. Oh, I'm so happy you mentioned this because I'm going to tell you this, all right? United have two fan channels, uh, Full-Time Devils and the United Stand. I shit you not. If you watch those channels, right, after their recent games, it is like watching Arsenal fan TV for the last two, three years. Do they have a blood and a fam? They don't have a blood and a fam, but they do have a tie. Okay. They do have a tie. They have a DT. Where in the club shop is he? (laughs) (laughs) They they, they have a DT. They they don't have a blood and a fam, but they do have, you know, somebody with a very strong Mancunian accent. I can barely understand what he says half the time. Manchester! I can barely understand him, but it is like watching Arsenal fan TV. What was that? Manchester! (laughs) (laughs) I got little round glasses on. (laughs) I got back to the 90s. He's going to be breaking out in Wonderwall soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my days. Oh dear. It's great stuff. Maureen, uh, uh, please keep him in the job. Keep him in the job. Uh, For as long as possible. Oh, please do. Please do. He played three defensive midfielders against West Ham. And then he took off Lindelof, who is a natural centre-back. And he put McTominay back there, who's a defensive midfielder. I'm like, you know what? Keep going. Keep going, Maureen. Please keep going. This is like... This is this is Wenger. This is the Portuguese Wenger over here. Please keep going. I thought Please. he I thought he started McTominay in the center center half. No, he didn't. He was in midfield, and then he moved. He took off Lindelof, and then he moved McTominay to to center back. Great I stuff. Think, I think he's just trying to get sacked so he can get a big payoff. 
Oh, no, don't sack him, please. I'm enjoying this too much. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm <laughs> willing to I'm, last I'm, as long I'm, as possible. I'm, I'm subject, big payoffs. Alexis Sanchez, what, 500, <laughs> 500 grand uh, well, Is it altogether? He's on about 630,000 a week. That's with all of his sponsorship. He Jesus has Christ. given the ball away 46 times tonight. Uh, that was uh, in the Champions League. I think, Johnny, oh, you sent this, this, this fact to me. Um, and that's more than Santi Cazorla gave away in his whole six years at Arsenal Football Club. Which I, I, I thought was a brilliant statistic. And can I just say, you know, the amount that he's getting paid, that is a lot of pedigree trump. And <laughs> <laughs> so last time I was in Manchester, you don't want to hear what they were chanting about Alexis Sanchez. That is definitely past watershed. That is, oh, it, right, something okay. do, is, is it something to do with peanut butter and no. strategic, strategic placement? No, oh my God. No, no. It was it was about his dogs, but it's probably about as far as I'm going to go. <laughs> oh man, it was it was hilarious. Let's say this about Sanchez, right? Um, he just does not care. Right, he's got his money now, so he just does not give a shit whether he plays or not. Remember, if you took Alexis, you know, if you substituted him, he would throw his gloves off and take his shirt off, and he would mm-hmm. go off in a half. Now he just doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. No, care. I think I think he probably he does give a shit. He he doesn't want oh, to be. He doesn't want to be there. He wants to be the other side of town. He wants to be with Pep, and well, which I never understood because um, he got rid of him in the first place, but he wants to be at City. Uh, he well, would have got the bad. same money. That's just too bad. Well, I'll say this. right To every Arsenal fan who keeps saying oh, yeah, they'll, they'll have him back, please just slap yourself with a wet uh, Let's not worry about having players back. <laughs> I was just about, about to mention that. Someone mentioned it on the uh, Arsenal fan forum. I was like, yeah. categorically, fuck off. I just don't, fuck don't. right off. Yeah. No one, no one say don't look back in anger because Fergus will start singing. Oh God, please no! And after all, see <laughs> you done. Oh, well, you dear. don't because that was the wrong song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shit with music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shit at everything. Apparently, um, we touched on a couple of these things. Uh, I've got, I've got two things that we can talk about. Which is the first one: the BBC and Ross Morgan from. Uh, T.T. Gooners, I think it is, um, said, is Emery uh, really that good? Or was Arson, Arson really that bad? Hold off, Manny. Um, and the BBC asked, and I think BT touched on it a couple of times tonight, uh, is now the right time to judge uh, the impact of Emery? The floor is now open. Well, I, I did want to say something because I am sick to death of hearing people about this uh, this back four, the defence, uh, it's not changed since Wegner. Right, come on. Wegner? Who the yeah, fuck Wegner. is Wegner? <laughs> it's a northern accent. Fuck off. <laughs> right. I understood that bit. <laughs> I'll make sure I get that one out clearly. Um, right. I. How can you compare the two? It's, it's doing my head in this, right? We have still got the same coach, or the same defensive coach as Arsene had. In Steve Bolt, surely he should be taking responsibility for this back four now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but, it, but I don't it, think he's done much on the Wenger or Wegner. I'm not even going to say it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I, I think you can tell uh, we've been to the pub beforehand. <laughs> I, I think Mike has got oh. a point though, um, I, but I think it was more that. Um, 
a lot of people said that Boldy wasn't wasn't allowed to coach. I mean, a lot of the players weren't being coached enough, and they were trying to coach them and bring in a new type of play. But Emery play up Emery, from the back, you know, Emery's it's been done to death. Seems now. to control most of the defensive action, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, he, he's standing there on the touchline, telling where, telling the uh, defensive line where to line up. You know, we were famous for having a, you know, a spirit level straight back line. You know, when we used to step up, and which we looked a bit tonight. We at that at the point I was looking was, at a back. We're five. getting more disciplined yeah. in terms of the positioning, and uh, I think you can't really blame. Uh, Boldy too much when he has to deal with fucking Mustafi. Mm. You know what I mean? Now I think if we have oh, don't get me wrong, Mustafi is probably ninety nine percent of the problem there. He we, sucks. He sucks. <laughs> he's absolutely shit. Yeah, and he, once he gets dropped, you saw the difference with a holding playing. Well, I mentioned holding, it when we played. Uh, sorry, mate. I'm just going to interrupt. But I mentioned about it how much of a difference Socrates played with holding. Mm. when it was uh, the last um, Europa League game. Yeah, and you saw you saw in the Watford game, at the game itself, you saw Holding look like the experienced player at the two. Well, Holding was voted uh, player's player of the year at Bolton, even the year they got rele- relegated. He's yeah. obviously a clear talent. Yeah, and he is m- more mature than his years, and he looked like the far more experienced player when he was playing next to Mustafi. Preach. Preach, Mustafi is terrible. He, he, I cannot believe we spent thirty-five million on on this guy. You all, look at the Waterford game, and the majority of the time he's he's flat-footed, and and he he doesn't actually defend the situation. He will run around with his hand up, calling for for offside. Listen, play to the whistle, you. I can't say it. Well, he's either doing that or he's sliding on the fucking floor and missing things. He's mm. terrible, honestly. He's it, like I said in the, in the podcast. I don't know if it was the last podcast or the one before. If I was a Premier League striker and I was coming up against Mustafi, I'd be rubbing my hands together because he's always going to give you one. He's always going to give you a chance. He's terrible. He's terrible. Do you, do you think um, that Premier League strikers would be happier to face a pairing of Papa and Holding or Papa and Mustafi? Mustafi. Oh, I'd be happy. I'd be happy to face Mustafi. 100%. Exactly. I well, lean on him all the time. You look at the performances that Holding has had. He has walked away from FA Cup finals with Diego Costa in his pocket. Oh, yeah. You know, was, yeah, great performance. His best performance in an Arsenal show, hands down. Can you name a performance of Mustafi that's as good as that one? I can't. No. Nope. I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah, exactly. You'd have to think about it. You'd have to look over something and maybe Google it. But to me, Holding has had more consistent performances. He has le- had less bad performances. He does, and ha- has he, had he does, he more... does have a moment every now and in, in, in the game where he goes, oh, shit. But they be, they seem to be coming less and less. I think yeah. there was a moment tonight where he looked a bit like, oh, fuck. Um, and he was lucky. Uh, that was a, No, that was early on in the first half where the guy dived and went to go for a penalty. But you could see his face going, oh, fuck, am I going to get done here? Do, do, yeah, do, you've got to think as well. If he's not playing game in, game out, then you're going to make these types of mistakes every now and again. You know what yeah, I mean? True, Just true. a yeah. little ones and you're going to think, oh, shit, I've got to... But at least he goes, oh, shit, and tries to go back for it rather than I've just slid on the floor. Oh, oh I'll leave it for someone else. So getting back to the question that uh, at hand, because we've we've got into a Mustafi bashing again, um, 
Is it the right time to make a judgment on the impact of Emery? Is Emery really that good? Or was Arsene really that bad? Go on, Manny. Um, Arsene was terrible um, for the last 10 years or so. You already know my feelings on that. I'm not even going to go over it anymore. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, he... Anyway, um, is Emery that good? Um, it's, it's still too early to judge because I, I really truly believe he doesn't have the players um, to play the style that he wants. Um, so this year is literally figuring out who can play this style and those who can't, he will get rid or look to get rid, I hope. Um, so at, at the moment, there, there is a change in the team. We seem to be a lot more resilient. We seem to be fitter. Um, players like Iwobi seem to be, you know, raising their game for it. You know, you like we mentioned him on on the touchline and and him micromanaging and him pointing to the players where they want to go and him giving the players encouragement. It's it's awesome to see. I, I love seeing that. So uh, it's still too early, but there are clear, you know, uh, changes to this team. Just give him a bit more time um, before you judge him. Give him at least you know, two, three years, you know, and then come back to us. Johnny, our Mike, who wants to go? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, give him, give him to the end of the season before you start judging him. No, that's, uh, to be honest, I, I, I would give him probably a little bit longer than that, but from well, what yeah, I... he deserves longer, definitely, but if you're going to judge him as these people are judging him now, at least give him to the end of the season before you start judging him. Like Manny said, he needs, he needs time to clear out the people he needs to clear out first to get his game or how he wants to play better. Yeah, we said at the beginning that, uh, of the season, it's going to take a minimum of two two to three transfer windows. It's going to take this the summer gone and next summer uh, to really start to see the players that he wants in. And one of the players that looks like it's going to be leaving us is Rambo and I know we've been waiting to get onto him <laughs> you know this contract thing being pulled away or whatever the situation is very very weird it's a very Arsenal thing to do do it so publicly and so stupidly uh, personally I wouldn't want to see him go for a free and go to a rival but if he was to go abroad all power to him it'll go with my blessing I think he's done yeah, a lot of good things for Arsenal. He scored FA Cup winning goals. He's committed a long time to his of his career to us, and I, I, he goes with my blessing as long as he doesn't go to another English club. I'm just going to jump in quick before Manny does. If for me, if he wants to play this game, these games and these days are over. If you want to go, just fucking go. Simple. Go on then, Manny. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. The whole situation stinks of Gazidis. All right, the whole situation stinks of Gazidis. It's a typical Gazidis situation where um, I don't know what to believe. Well, we don't really know what the details are. Um, but what, was the contract agreed or wasn't it agreed? Was it on the table? Whatever. If it was agreed, where was the signature? Um, that's that's my first question. Apparently, um, apparently, the answer to your first question, there was yeah. uh, an agreement in principle. But yeah, no, yeah. nobody had signed anything. Then, then that's then whose fault is that? Um, you know, so I think that, the agent was pushing for more money. Our bigger, better I think terms. he was that's as well. it is. 
I think he was as well. And and it's just it just stinks of of Gazidis. I think um if Gazidis was still around and if Wenger was still around, they would have given Ramsey wherever the hell he wanted and they would have put the club, you know, the the wage bill all over the place. Is he worth till two hundred credit close to Ozil money? Fuck no. I think Aaron Ramsey is is one of the most overrated players we've had at the club and we will not miss him when he leaves. So uh, that's, a question, that's how I feel a question about to it. you. Question to you, because yeah. I know uh, the other person I'm gonna ask is uh also a, you're a big fan of. Hosel or Ramsey, choose now. Um, what to pay in number ten role? Yep, we're stuck with Ozil, man. He's already signed the contract. Doesn't so matter. You can. You, so somebody's going to offer you a hundred and sixty gazillion pounds for either yeah. one. You choose yeah, which yeah. one. Uh, it, it would be Ozil, and I don't even like Ozil. You keep simply, simply for the fact that Ozil, you pay him in that number ten role, and he could be completely ineffective in the game. You look at the Watford game; he was completely ineffective. But in that first half, he played two passes that kind of opened the game up. That's all he can do. Ramsey was playing in that number ten position, and he only touched the ball twenty times in sixty-five minutes. That, no, that's just poor. You know, you will have it, it, Ramsey is so inconsistent. Um, he he thinks he's a lot better than than he is. He's living on twenty fourteen, the twenty. Uh, he really is thirteen fourteen season. I, I I quite like the guy. I I like the fact that he's a, the longest standing player at Arsenal and and everything else. Yeah. But it, I I think you know Johnny, you see him week in week. Well, we don't see him week in week out. That's the issue. But you know he got. He played 20 games, got 10 goals in 2014, the FA Cup final, doing the Charlie George celebration. You know, it's going to be a fan's favourite for those reasons. But tactically, is is it the right move to get rid of him? Two years ago, I wanted him gone uh, because he gave the ball away as much as Alexis is now famous for doing. I was screaming from the North Bank saying, fuck's sake, he's giving the ball away again, trying something too fancy. And I said it far more often, but his game got better in the consequent year. I don't, I just, as much as I agree with a lot of what Manny has said, I have to just say that I don't think, and a lot of professionals and people who know him have said the same thing, that he is a player that is going to down tools or or give any less effort every week just because he knows he is possibly going to leave at the end of the season. I think he's going to absolutely give his best right up until the last minute. And for that, we should not do anything other than give him a full round of applause every time he pulls on a shirt, just like every other player that pulls on a shirt and goes out on that pitch week in, Week out. I, I clapped Sanchez right till the day he left. Look, at the end of the day, you got to look. You got to look at it this way: is he a fan's favourite for all the wrong reasons? Uh, like you just said about the celebration. Yes, he scored in the FA Cup, but is that the right reasons to be a fan favourite? If he's not, of course, he's going to play playing out of his skin this year because he's playing for a contract. Where that contract is, like we said before, we don't know. It's obviously by the sounds of it, it chances are it won't be at Arsenal. But it the, the the problem I'm having is with it is is like I just said, is he a fan's favourite for all the wrong reasons? Yes, he's an Arsenal man. He's been there since he come from Cardiff. He would play. He plays with the Arsenal shirt. But is he playing for the Arsenal shirt this season? That's what's getting me with it. The, here, here's the thing about Darren Ramsey, right? He is a typical Wenger sort of player, right? I said this in the summer. I said when Emery comes in, the week 
will start to fall and Ramsey seems to be the first one right when he's you would have thought you know Emery coming in you would have thought Ramsey would raise his game he's been poor in almost every game this season bar Cardiff maybe right and how do you how, how do you measure a player's value is by performances and if you're going to judge Ramsey now he has been poor and in terms of and I'm going to take the contract situation out of it right this is a, a for the for the balance of the team right Aaron Ramsey cannot be in this team. We can't keep shoehorning him in and having Ozil out wide just because we can, we want to show that he can play at number 10. No, I'm sorry. He shouldn't be anywhere near the team because he's been crap. Me personally, I, I wouldn't miss him. Uh, would I clap him away? Maybe. I'm, I'm not a fan of the guy. I haven't, I've not been a fan of the guy for years. But I, I don't think we should be shoehorning him in. And if Raul and all the new guys at the top took away the contract because they feel like the money should be going somewhere that we need it most... Or more power to them because we need a winger and we don't need another Aaron Ramsey. So, bye bye. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. If we brought a, a winger ring, where would Ramsey fit in? Well, Ramsey doesn't fit in currently because exactly. we have to play either Ozil or him out of position. Well, because the thing is, he can't. He's he's not that type of player to sit back where uh, you could argue Jack Wilshere would would have sat if he was still at Arsenal. Uh, same as like where Xhaka is, uh, because there's no way. I would replace anyone in that team with Torreira at the minute. Uh, that Torreira would be my first person on that team sheet. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But then you open us up to a, a fucking another hour of debate. <laughs> it does. On, on, on that. Listen, um, a few other little mentions. We've got the Carabao Cup. We beat Brentford. Uh, 3-1 um, when was that that was Wednesday last week uh, we haven't talked about it it wasn't shown live on UK TV fuck me was it difficult to get a stream um, Brentford uh, battling side they're, they're good they play good football um, but their main focus yeah if they got a big scalp I think they would have been very happy but the main focus is to get to the playoffs uh, uh, a friend and colleague of, of mine he's a Brentford fan he goes he was trying to get he did go to a he, he went into the Arsenal end. Um, he, well, he got tickets but couldn't get there due to business reasons. Um, and uh, he's a Brentford fan and he said they would have a lot of rotation even against us. And yeah, listen, we've done well. 3-1, man of the match in that one has got to be Emil Smith-Rowe and he just seems to be growing game after game after game. Arsenal haven't lost a home game in this competition uh, against a, top, uh, an, a team from outside the top flight since 1983 and our next opponents are Blackpool and Blackpool's on October 30th West Ham Spurs as well I reckon that one will get on TV the only reason the Blackpool one might get on TV is the Blackpool fans are talking about doing a total boycott because uh, they don't like is it what's the name of the, the family is it the Orn? Oyston I think. Oyston yeah they don't, they don't want the, the, the Oystons uh, having anything more to do with the club, and we think we've got problems with Stan and Co. We've got nothing in comparison to some other clubs. Arsenal ladies have got nothing going on at the minute. Uh, their last game um, was the 4-3 victory over West Ham, which we touched on, and they play on the 14th of October against Chelsea ladies. Injury news. The only thing we've got on injury news is Koscielny. He's aiming to come back in November with his Achilles. Check. Uh, we don't know yet, but they're looking at two to three weeks. Maitland-Niles, his leg break, well, it was only a small le- leg break. He's back in full training uh, this week or next week. And Mavropanos with his groin strain uh, is back in 
uh, hopefully at the end of the month. Guys, we've done another one. It's been emotional. It's been real. Yeah, love it's, it. It's been hilarious. It has been funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as you say it's been hilarious. We're learning how to do this. We're, we're fucking amateurs. I've never done anything like this in my life. It's, it's nearly a year, and we need to talk about the year one as well. We'll do that off, but we need to finalise what we're doing on that. Um, Mike is probably coming over to from Boston. He should know by the end of the week. Uh, and then we'll do something around the Sporting Lisbon home game and whether we meet up in the day and uh, laptop and record something. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll think of something. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I, I hope he comes over. I'm totally going to bully him. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I'm letting him know right now. So you can with that Boston Ozo. If you're hearing this, you're going to get it. <laughs> I thought we was all coming around your ass yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for, uh, for a big piss up. Yeah, that, that's also on the cards. It just depends if we time it with... If we time it with a game, we might want to go to a game. So it just, it just good it just luck depends. with that, mate. I think it's just about sold out. Oh, has it? I think so. Well, we could always speak to Jazz for some club level. <laughs> Our Chelsea <laughs> yeah. tickets. There'll be different Chelsea tickets. You'll going. speak to Jazz. I'll get Jamie from up here. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I need to talk to Jamie. I need to sort something out for Spurs game. But yeah, that's a, another another thing. Listen, guys, um, everybody, thank you very, very much. You have been listening to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I don't know what this is. I think this is number forty. Um, so we've we've done a few plus a few little specials. Thanks very much, everybody. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, follow us on Facebook uh, at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, uh, and email us if you want to contact us at info at Guns and Yellow Ribbons dot com. And Instagram. Instagram, yeah, yeah, go on. Instagram, man. Yeah, Yeah, we're on Instagram now. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Instagram. And Johnny from the North Bank has gone to look after a lot of that. And I think, Mike, you said you were going to do a bit of that as well, didn't you? Uh, I mentioned it, but I haven't heard anything since. Yeah, it was set up. uh, (laughs) I was was away when I set it up. Well, that's what I mean. You were on holiday. I'd expect you to be on holiday, not give money shit. Nah, listen, <laughs> it's my job to give money shit. <laughs> right, on that note, up the Arsenal. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 